And this is what this conference center is all about. Amen? Amen. It is about the word of the Lord. And so this morning, we're not going to hold you long, but we do have some things we want to share with you. And we want to lay a foundation this morning is what we want to do. Amen. Now, this year for Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday, the Lord did something beautiful. He began to take us over into the feast to show us how they related to Palm Sunday, Passover, and the next feast coming up will be Pentecost. And he showed us how he had came and fulfilled all of those feasts. And we as Christians, being in Jesus Christ, the Bible says we in Christ, then we become the seed of Abraham. If you be crisis, then you become the seed of Abraham. Amen. So with that being said, I want to say good morning to all covenant partners here. I want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners. We want you to please get your Bibles, your pads, your iPads, your telephones. Get your Bible. Get a pen and get a pad as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord. Amen. And if we're going to label our journals this morning, if we're going to label SoundCloud this morning, we're going to be talking about the calendar of God. The calendar of God. Amen. Because God has left a calendar for his people. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're looking at the holy days and Sabbath days. These are the feast of the Lord. And what God wants us to know is every feast was and is a foreshadowing of the coming of Jesus Christ. Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, is sometimes referred to as God's calendar of redeeming grace or the calendar of redemption. Let's just go there as we move through the word, talking about God's calendar this morning. Amen? Amen. Because what I'm noticing is a lot of times we, we, we really do enjoy Palm Sunday, and we really do enjoy uh, Resurrection Sunday, but... There's another feast that comes right after Passover, and it is called the Feast of Pentecost. Amen? Amen. And so God wants us to recognize all of these feast days. And again, as I say, they were a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ, meaning each one of these feasts represented the coming of Christ to fulfill them. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, please. All right, and we just want to read verses 1 through 4, Leviticus 23, verse 1, and it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. Okay, is that what it says? Amen. All right, then I want you to look at verse 4. He says, These are the feast of the Lord, even holy convocations, which you should proclaim in their season. Is that in your Bible? Amen. He says, I want you to proclaim them when? In their season. And so each one of these feasts have a season, and God wants us to pay close attention to his calendar. Somebody say it's a calendar. Go to Exodus chapter 12. We're laying a foundation now. Amen. We're laying a foundation. We're not going to read the whole chapters because we're bringing out what we need to lay that foundation. All right. Amen. I want you to go to Exodus chapter 12, and I'm on my way. 
All right. When you get Exodus chapter 12, would you please go to verse 24? All right. Okay, and this is what it says now. Exodus 12, 24 says, And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and thy sons forever. That means we're supposed to be teaching our children about the eight-day Sabbath rest, about Passover, about unleavened bread, first fruits, and Pentecost. Amen? Amen? Notice what he says. He says, this thing is a what? An ordinance. Okay? He says, you should observe this and teach your sons. All right, let me read on. He says, and it shall come to pass when you come to the land, which the Lord will give you according as he had promised that you shall keep this service. Is that in your Bible? Amen. So let me break this down for just right now. Okay, the Lord said he told the children of Israel, when you come into the land, the blessed land that I'm going to take you in. So basically God is saying to us, as you enter into different levels in him and different dimensions in him, he says, what? I want you to keep these services. How long? How long? Thank you. Thank you. All right. He says in the 26th verse, and it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, what mean ye by this service? All right. What are the services that we are talking about? Hear me good. We're talking about the eight-day Sabbath rest. We've already explained that, and we're going to explain it a little bit more today. We're talking about Passover, and we're talking about Pentecost. Amen? Amen. All right. Go to Hebrews. Thank you. Go to Hebrews chapter 4. You're going to need some pen and paper today. Amen. I'm hoping you're keeping a journal. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is interesting to me. <laughs> How Jesus fits right in there with those feasts that they're not old timey. Amen. All right. So he says, keep the services. Keep the feast. The first one is the eight-day Sabbath rest. Here it is. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. It says, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Say this with me. Say the eight-day eight Sabbath, Sabbath rest is all about, all about resting, resting from us, from us trying, trying to save ourselves. See, the eight-day Sabbath rest is not about us going to church on Saturday. It doesn't mean that we are Sabbath worshipers. No, no, not that way. Uh-uh. See, the Jews celebrate the Sabbath on the seventh day. But when Jesus arose out of the grave, he arose on Sunday, which is the eighth day. The eighth day. So we celebrate the eight-day Sabbath rest, and our Sabbath rest is from us toiling to try to save ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen at this, verse 2. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed... For we which have believed do enter into the rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. 
Now, when you see that word foundation of the world, he says the works were finished from the foundation of the world. We know as Christians and Bible students, listen to me, there are key words in the Bible that put everything together where you can't miss it. He says the works were already finished. The rest was already finished from the foundation of the world. Well, there's only one thing that God speaks of that was finished before the foundation of the world, and that is what? Salvation. The Revelation says, and the lamb, and the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So he's telling us the rest for us, the rest for us, is we're not trying to save ourselves anymore. We're not trying to get God to be pleased with us. We have Jesus Christ, and we're under his blood. Therefore, God is pleased with us. Amen. And do you understand the eighth day? The eighth day is because Jews celebrate Sabbath on the seventh day, which is a Saturday. Jesus did not rise on Saturday. He rose on the Sunday, which made it an eighth day. So he, he changed it. He changed the Sabbath rest from the seventh day to the eighth day. Somebody say, I don't have to toil anymore. All I have to do is stay in Jesus and remember his blood shed for my sins. Go to Romans chapter 5. What I'm finding is that and, and when God asked me to bring his word to his people, what I'm finding is that you've got not everybody, not everybody, but those that, are ha that have large platforms, they are leaving the word of God. Amen. They're leaving the word of God. And they're leaving the sheep without the word. But, in, it, but, but, but as we continue to travel down this journey, I'm telling you, we're going to need the word, and we're going to need an understanding of the word of God. Amen. And so I feel like the reason why God raised this ministry up apart, we're not the only one, but I feel like he raised this ministry up to give people the word, Amen. to give an understanding of the word. Amen. And so even in the name of Keys to Successful Living Ministries, conference center. A lot of people had a problem with that. Well, why you don't call it a church? Because you have to understand a conference center is a place where you go and people gather to get information. Amen. They come in to get information. Uh, it's, it's so designed and put together so people can receive the word of God. And I don't know about you, but when I was coming up and, you know, way back in the day, we went to conferences and we basically got some different understanding than we was getting in church. Amen. So I just feel like we're, we're right on time. We're right on target with what God wants us to be doing. Amen. This is the conference center. And yes, we do weddings. And yes, we do funerals. And yes, we Christian babies. But we're raising up an army. Amen. Somebody say, I'm part of the army. For the, kingdom of God. for the kingdom of God. No, I'm not trying to build a kingdom for myself. I'm helping to build a kingdom for Jesus. Help to bring in people for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 5. Amen. We're still talking about that eight-day Sabbath rest. Romans 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore being justified, how? Faith. How? Uh-huh. Therefore being justified by faith, we have what? With who? God. Peace with who? God. Mm. 
Therefore, being justified by faith, that means we believe it. We have faith in what Jesus has said. His blood is sufficient for us. His blood has cleansed us from all our sins. Anytime we approach the Father, who is God the Father, who is Christ, we approach him, how? In the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because even the very name of Jesus Christ speaks of his sacrificial, divine giving of his body. You do not go in the presence of God and you don't take no blood. Amen. That's why Jesus told us in the word. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that I will honor. Amen. He said, ask in my name so your joy will be full. Amen. We got to use the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't care what the naysayers say. I care what the word of God says. The word of God says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace when we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. What does Ephesians say? For by grace are you saved. For by God's unmerited favor and every spiritual blessing, we didn't deserve it. Jesus did it, though, for us. It's grace. Somebody say, great grace. grace. Say, he saved us, washed us from our sins by great grace. Excuse me, sometimes I get my cup runs over. But I always know where I'm supposed to be. And I'm always going to speak in a known language that you can understand. But sometimes my cup runs over. Amen? Amen. Now, we're talking about the calendar of God. And that calendar consists of the feast of God. All right? The eight-day Sabbath rest. Passover. But there's another feast coming up. And a lot of times when we celebrate Palm Sunday and Passover and we're so, oh, we're so excited and happy, we have a tendency to kind of move on and not really recognize that there is another feast. Amen? Amen? And again, I tell you, I didn't even know this when I was asking for you to wear, to be in uniform for June, just June, because June is normally when Pentecost comes around. But guess what? Pentecost is actually on June 5th, 2022 first Sunday. That is actually Pentecost Day. My, 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 my. So we want to we wanna share some things with you. So the next feast on God's calendar is Pentecost, the Feast of Pentecost. Pentecost is 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Go to Acts chapter 2. 50 days. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want you to see something in here. Acts chapter 2. Amen. And we're going to read verses 1 through 4. When you get it, say amen. amen. All right. And it reads, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles. Now, wait a minute. I want you to catch that. Catch this. The Bible says God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible says that God himself came to this earth 
in a human body in order to take that body and offer it up as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And the Bible says once God, who is Jesus Christ, was finished with his birth, death, burial, and resurrection, and he was through instructing the apostles, the Bible says then he was taken up in a cloud, and after that, watch this, he threw the Holy Ghost. You better catch it. He threw the Holy Ghost, began to minister to them. I have been studying because of the Lord now. Don't you run out and do this unless the Lord tell you to. But the Lord has been allowing me to study many religions. And there is something that I have found by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. No other religion promises you divine inspiration for empowerment. I said, oh, my Lord, I never saw that. The Holy Ghost said, keep reading, keep reading. No other religion promises you divine inspiration of empowerment but Christianity. And so some people say, well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe there's a God. Well, see, the reason why we believe so much is because, not only because of the word, but because we have dealings with him through the Holy Ghost. And I need to clarify something. My daughter, she tickled me when I got home. She said, Mama, she said, well, I, I told her the rest of it because sometimes I get to preaching and I, I just, I'm just gone. And so anyway, this is true, though. I have encountered God the Father one time where I actually saw him, but he was in a whirlwind. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and everything that I ever read about the prophets or when they encountered God the Father, how they fell, dropped to their knees or fell on their faces. They couldn't stand in his presence. It literally happens. It's almost like it just takes the life out of you because he is life. So I have really encountered God the Father one time. He was in a a whirlwind. By like when Moses saw the burning bush, well, I saw a whirlwind, and his voice came out of the whirlwind. I I have seen... One time, Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, literally, and it just, it did something to me. But on a daily basis, I encounter, and you should be encountering the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of God the Father and Jesus Christ, because Jesus is God. You got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. But he gives us different manifestations. So on a daily basis, you and I should be experiencing the Holy Ghost. That's what happened to the disciples. They began to experience Jesus Christ uh on a daily basis through the Holy Ghost. Read it for yourself. Is it in your Bible? That's why I ask you to bring a Bible to the conference center. Amen? Amen. I want to look at it again. Is that all right? The Bible says in Acts Chapter 1, verse 2, until the day in which he was taken up. After that, somebody say after that. that. He, He, who is Jesus Christ, Christ, through the Holy Ghost, Ghost, began to give them commandments. commandments. All right. Now, let me read verse 3. 
to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Woo! This gets good, y'all. And I'm going to have to leave my notes to go and, and just flow with this because I want to show you in the word and I don't have much time. Listen at this. He told them to wait for what? Somebody say this with me. Say he told them to wait for the promise. Uh-uh. That, that was raggedy. Somebody say he told them to wait. He told them to wait for the promise of the Father. Which means this came from God. Uh, my cup running over. It's okay. Don't get scared. Don't run out to church. It's all right. I know, what I'm, I know the next step. He, he got me. It was a promise from God the Father that he was going to send what? The Holy Ghost. It's not man-made. It's not woman-made. It's not a church doctrine. It is what the Father said. Can we keep going? Amen. Can, can we keep going? Amen. Oh, my goodness. Somebody say the next feast, the next feast is, Pentecost. is Pentecost. Say it is a promise, is a promise. from the Father. From the Father. But wait for the promise of the Father. Listen at this. Which saith he, ye have heard of me. Wait a minute. So the Father promised Jesus was coming. But he promised he was coming in a different form. Do you get this? He says, you've heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Is that in your Bible? Somebody says it it came from the Father. Say it's not man-made. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Look what he says in verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Mm. Is that in your Bible? Now, I want to show you something. Go all the way back to the book of Joel. Go all the way back to the book of Joel. Take your time. You got to find it. It's in the older prophets near the end of the Old Testament. I want you to go to Joel, the book of Joel. It is so important. It's right behind Amos, right in front of Hosea. Okay? And I want you to hear me really good. I want you to hear me. In the New Testament, Jesus said, not the disciples, because some people get a little whatever. Oh, well, if Jesus didn't say it. Well, Jesus said it. He says, wait for the promise of the Father. You've heard of me. The promise was given in the book of Joel. And I'm going to show you. Look at Joel chapter 2. Verse 28, and it reads, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
and your sons and your daughters shall what? Uh-oh. This God talking, y'all. This God talking. This is the Father. He says, here's the promise. Here it is. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, this does have a twofold meaning. It has a end of the time, end, end, end of the time meaning where the Jews who have right now have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, their day is coming because it is told in the book of Ezekiel and Jeremiah that God is going to fill them with his spirit. Yes. He's going to get a remnant out of the Jewish people. Yes. See, people get it confused. They think all the ones that have passed on, oh, he's going to say that's over. He gave them their chance. So this has a two, yes, it does. It has a two-fold meaning. It has a millennium meaning, and it has a right now meaning. Amen. I need you to understand that. Amen? Amen. There's coming a time when God is going to pour out his spirit upon the Jewish people, those that will receive him, praise God, in the tribulation. Okay, but see, we're getting it now. We don't have to wait till a tribulation. Okay, and I like this. God is so good. He says, and your sons and your daughters going to prophesy. Well, what does it mean to prophesy? It means to foretell, declare, or preach. Amen. I have the Holy Ghost, therefore I qualify to preach. Amen. Amen. Prophesy means to preach, Amen. to declare, or predict the future. As God gives it to you, not something we make up. Yes, there come my mama, huh? What did he say? Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon your servants and your handmaids. I am a handmaiden. A servant would be a man. I'm not a man, I am a woman. Yes, he says, in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Can I show you something? Amen. Go back to the book of Acts. Go back to Acts. Stay with me now. I want to show you something. Stay with me. Ah, yes, I not. It's healing. Yes, Lord. All right. I want you to please go to the book of Acts. And I want you to look at Acts chapter 2. And don't, 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 don't get off the path. Just follow, follow, follow the word. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that's 50 days after the resurrection. Okay. They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, you got to go with me now. You can, read, you can read verses 4 through 13 on your own. You got to see this. Look at verse 14, Acts 2, 14. 
But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Uh Uh-oh, here it is. Here's your key. Don't miss it. The apostle said in the New Testament, but this is that. Mm, 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 mm. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Mm. Oh, my Lord. Wait a minute. Uh, Joel prophesied 800 years before the day of Pentecost. Joel prophesied that God the Father said in the last days afterwards, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh, upon men and women. Mm. And so here come the apostles in the book of Acts, 800 years ahead. And they they say this, though. They turn all the way back to to the prophet Joel. They say, but this is that. Somebody say, what is this? Somebody say, what is this? Say, this is that. Which was, spoken which was spoken by the prophet Joel. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Can I show you something else? Amen. We lay in a foundation. Go to the book of John. Come on. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Now, if this don't help, li- listen, y'all. This is John here, the apostle John. Uh-huh. One of the disciples. And so he's writing. He said, I'm giving you, O Theophilus, information about John the Baptist. Okay? Look at John 131. And John the Baptist says, and I knew him not. He's talking about Jesus now. He says, listen at this. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. Just I didn't know who this was, but watch this. He says, and I knew him not, but he that sent me. Wait a minute. Who sent John? God the Father. Who sent John? He says, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me. Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. What was John saying? John was decreeing and declaring that the God the Father told him, "Uh uh-huh, you don't know him, but this is how you're going to know him. You're going to see my Spirit come upon him and remain. Now, if you know anything about the Old Testament readings, you will know that in the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit came upon somebody, it didn't stay. This was a key. This was a key. Nobody in the Old Testament, he would come and lift. 
he would come and live. But, uh, but God told John, he said, the way you're going to know him is he going to be the one that when the Holy Ghost come, he going to remain on him. Uh, wait a minute. It, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Help me. Help me. And the same. Now, I want you to look closely at John 133. He says, you're going to see the spirit descending and remaining on him. Wait a minute. He says, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. Is that in your Bible? Amen. And John said, I saw in bad record that this is the son of God. Now, go to Matthew. John, God told John he's going to be the one that's going to baptize people with the Holy Ghost. See, people laugh about it, but that's why you can only get the Holy Ghost through the name of Jesus. That's why you can only get the Holy Ghost through the name of Jesus. This ain't no religion. This ain't no uh, made up, uh, I, I don't know, naysayers. God said he was going to pour out his spirit. God said the promise is unto you and to your children and as many as a father and as many as the Lord our God shall call. I got something to show you. I got another. Oh, my God. Somebody said she's giving us evidence. 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 Out of the word of God. Look at Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. And John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he, who is the he? Jesus Christ. Who is the he? I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he, Jesus Christ, that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what? With what? So see, the reason why a lot of people don't have the Holy Ghost is because they don't understand you got to go to Jesus. You got to go through the blood to get the Holy Ghost. You got to go through the blood that was shed for our sins. You can't save yourself. I can't save myself. But the blood of Jesus saves us and gets us right in position for the Holy Ghost. Who baptized with the Holy Ghost? Who baptized with the Holy Ghost? Thank you, Lord. Go to John, the 14th chapter. We lay in a foundation. And then I'm going to give you some papers because we want to prepare. If you already have the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> if you already have the Holy Ghost, the Bible speaks of many feelings. <clears throat> There's no such thing as you only can be filled one time. There are many feelings. So that means when you get into the presence of the Lord, he will refill and refill and refill and refill. There are many feelings. One baptism, but many feelings. Amen? And so if you already have the Holy Ghost, then we want you to begin to prepare for a refreshing. Let's say it like this. We want you to prepare for refreshing. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, we want you to get ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not hard. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I hear you. Mm. Let me get on over here. Yes, yes, yes. We hear you, Lord. John, the 14th chapter, and I'm going to read verses 16. And this is Jesus talking. 
And Jesus said, John 14, 16, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He said, not only is he just going to be with you, he's going to be in you. Amen. That's what he says. Now, how many of you know that if it was not for the prompting of the Holy Ghost, we wouldn't be saved? Amen. How many of you understand that it was the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, that prompted you to salvation? Amen. So that's what Jesus meant when he said he's going to be with you. Somebody say, the Holy Ghost. The Holy was already with me, me. prompting me, me to salvation. To salvation. Amen. So after I got saved, I got saved as, I as I was going through the sinner's prayer, the sinner's prayer it, was the Holy Ghost it was the Holy Ghost that was cleaning me up. He was the invisible force that was behind your repentance. He was the invisible force that was preparing your compartment for the Holy Ghost, Amen. for God the Spirit to come live in you, for God the Spirit to come live in you. Yes. And although you couldn't see it, that's why the Bible said everything that God does for us, it has to be received by faith. Amen. You got to. Everything that deals with Jesus Christ, it has to be dealt with through faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It is an evidence of what you cannot see. It is a strong belief that what God has said, he's able to do it. I believe what God says. Amen. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more I hear the word, the more the word is preached, the more I hear the word, guess what? Faith comes. Faith prepares me for what God wants to do. That's what God told me. He says, no, this year I want you to talk about the Feast of Pentecost. I want their faith to arise. I want you to give them information that they can take home and study and pray and decree and declare. Why? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He says, I want you a prepared vessel for my spirit. Can I show you something else? So Jesus says, I'm the one, I'm going to pray to who? The Father for you so you can receive what? The Holy Ghost. All right. Please go with me to the book of Acts. This is, this is just so, oh, my Lord. Now, if this don't help us, here go another key. You go another key. Go to Acts 10, 44. Here's another key. Acts 10, 44. And it reads, Acts 10, 44. And it says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Uh-oh, there it is. We just talked about faith building. And wait a minute, now here's your key. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. 
the circumcision are the Jews. They, they were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay, remember what I told you? Every sermon in here is a building block. All right? He says the circumcision that came with Peter, the Jewish people, they were just astonished that on the Gentiles. What is a Gentile? A Gentile is a person that does not have Jewish parents. Every last one of us in here, we had no Jewish parents, okay? So before we got saved, we were a Gentile. Yes. But after we received Jesus Christ, we are no longer a Gentile. We are Christians. We are Christians. Yes. So he says, wait a minute. They, the Jews was like, what? God is filling the Gentiles with the Holy Ghost? But here's your key. Here's your key. Look what, look, look, look what he said. Look what Peter said. They said because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then said Peter. Somebody say this with me. Said Peter said. Peter said. Listen at what he said. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? Here's your key. Which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. He said they received the same Holy Ghost. Because see, you got some naysayers that'll say they wasn't speaking in no foreign language, uh, uh, speaking no Holy Ghost language. They were speaking in a foreign language. That's why all them people over there could hear them. God designed it like that. He, we, when you speak in tongues, you speak in a heavenly language. But on that day, not only were they speaking in a heavenly language, they also spoke in a language where all those people from those other countries could understand them. But Peter said even the Gentiles that received the Holy Ghost, they got the same Holy Ghost that we got. Amen. Now what you going to do with that? He says the same Holy Ghost. Somebody say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. The, same the same yesterday, today, today and, forever. and forever. So when I got the Holy Ghost, it's the same Holy Ghost that the apostles got. It's the same Holy Ghost that Joel prophesied about. Somebody say, I need the Holy Ghost. See, salvation is so we can die right. But the Holy Ghost is so we can be empowered to live now. So if you don't plan on going nowhere, if you don't plan on departing this life, you need the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there are things that are going to come up on this earth. Yes. You thought COVID was something? You think the war over there in uh, Europe is something? Where they're going around just shooting people in the head? Did you know that Ukraine's population is mostly Christian? Christian! Christian! They're persecuting Christians! Putin wants to put them back up under communist regime where they don't believe in God. They don't believe.
Holy Ghost. That's what Jesus told him. He says, after that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall receive power. Then you can be a witness unto me. Why am I going to need the Holy Ghost? Because, baby, when you start dealing with people, trying to minister to them, Lord, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost to empower you and equip you and comfort you and build you back up so you can't go back again. Yes. To help you go through these trials, to help you withstand the storms, to help you commune with God, to help you fellowship with the Lord. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And we've had many people in this ministry that back in the day, God would allow me to lay my hands on them. And if they was ready, God blessed them and filled them with the Holy Ghost. You ain't gonna get it in no dead place. It's not gonna happen because Jesus Christ is a gentleman. He's not gonna stay where he's not wanted. The spirit is heavy upon my children. Why? Because in the belly, in the belly, I had the Holy Ghost. Yes. And even when, they, when I was carrying them, I didn't mind letting the Lord move upon me. Yes. So it, it doesn't take much for you to open your mouth and rejoice in God and let him just what? Fill you to overflowing. Yes. But you got to open up. You can't be ashamed. You can't, well, I'm a man and we don't act like, the devil is a lie. Yes. Jesus Christ created you a man. Yes. The Holy Ghost is heavy in your life. Heavy. It wouldn't take much you just to get a good praise going and just begin to rejoice in the Lord and just let go and let God until he just flo- I mean, what did he say? And my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. Shakata Healing in your shine. It's a healing in your shine, Anna. He says the same Holy Ghost. Can I give you another key? Man, if this don't help, if this don't help, look at Acts 11, 17. And you can go back and read the whole chapter yourself. I just want to pull, I just want you to see this. Acts 11, 17. Peter, I'm still talking. He says, for as much then as God, somebody say God, God, who is Christ, as much then as God gave them the light gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. What was I that I could withstand God? He said it was the same Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same. When I got the Holy Ghost, I had to allow God to put me in a setting where the Holy Ghost could be free. You know, and I did that, and I grew, and I grew, and I grew, and I tell people a lot of times, they think I'm being, I, I don't know if they think I want them to join, I, sometimes I just tell them, just come and sit in the back for the word. Amen. I mean what I'm saying, just yeah. for the word, just come get the word, and then tip, do like Nicodemus. Yes. Come on, come on. 
But I got that word. I got something I can take back and, and ask God about. Yes. Huh? I got something to build on. Oh, God is not filling people with the Holy Ghost now. Really? Uh, no, that's not true. He really is still filling people with the Holy Ghost. Yes, he is. And it's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost that Joel prophesied about. And you can go with any other religion. They do not give you the promise of a divine inspired empowerment. They don't promise you power through the Holy Ghost. They promise you power through your flesh. Oh, I know what I'm talking Yeah. They promise you power through your flesh. But Paul said, there's no good thing that dwells in my flesh. So how am I be empowered through my flesh to serve God? I can't. My flesh is always going to want to do what it want to do. I got to be empowered through a higher power called the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Can I show you something else? Ooh, what time? Okay. We getting there. Are you, are you getting anything? Amen. Don't you let nobody talk you out of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't you let nobody talk you out of the Feast of Pentecost. Amen. It's a part of God's calendar. Amen. Huh? And Jesus fulfilled it for us. Because the Holy Ghost couldn't come until after Jesus was glorified. Amen. He couldn't come till after the blood was shed. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Let's look at this. Go back to Acts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. And I want you to see something here. I want to go, I want to have it in my hand before we start. I want to go to John. Here it is. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Higher, I say. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, take them on higher. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There are three places, and I'm looking for it. Lord, help me. Oh, yes. Uh-uh, I don't want that. I don't want that. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let me check one more place. But while I'm doing that, go to uh, Acts chapter two and just hold there for me just a minute. I want to. I'm trying to. I want to. I want this scripture I'm looking for. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. I hope you're writing these scriptures down. Um, the reason why I hope you're writing them down is because 
Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Okay. Now, this was the crowd. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. This is why we baptize in Jesus' name. It's not a click. It's because the Bible says to do that because only through the name of Jesus there is remission of sin. See, you can fool yourself all you want to. Tell my, yeah, God going to fill me with the Holy Ghost and I can live in sin. No, he's not. Or the Holy Ghost going to stay with me and I'm in sin. No, what he does is he, this is what he does. He bags back. He waits for you to make up your mind. Because why? Holy Ghost can't dwell in an unclean place. So you lie to yourself. And I'm not going to lie with you. Amen. He steps back. And this is why we repent. This is why we repent even if we don't feel like we've done anything. Because we don't know what we've done or said or thought. So we, we, we what? We repent. That's why Peter start that, started that off. He says, repent. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. So now answer me. Why do we baptize in Jesus' name? For the remission of sin. It is not a clique. It is not just for one religion. It is for everybody. The Baptist, the Methodist, the Catholic, the Presbyterian, the Protestant, everybody ought to be baptized in Jesus' name. Why? For the remission of sin. And you shall receive what? It's a gift. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I like this. He says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Somebody say it was a promise. So you can read the promise, read the promise. In, Joel. in Joel. Say it was, a it was a promise. Now go to the book of Matthew. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. You're helping me. You're helping me. Thank you so much. It's you today. It's you all the time. It's you, Lord. It's you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're right. Go to Luke. Skip Matthew. Move on to Luke. I want the right wording. That's what I'm pulling on the Holy Ghost for. Here it is. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, hold on to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 39. Look at it one more time before we move to Luke. For the promise. Can you see it? Are you looking at it? Amen. Go back to Acts, chapter 2. Verse 39, it says, for the what? The promise. Say that again. Say, for the promise, for the promise. is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. 
Well, I just don't know what that preacher talking about. My child too young. Honey, when my children was five, six, seven, eight, they were around my feet while I tarried with the Holy Spirit. That's even after I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I was still calling on the name of Jesus. And you know how children are. They get up and jump around. You know, and I said, that's right, baby. Praise the Lord. <laughs> they don't remember. I have to help them. They don't, they don't remember. But they get up and jump around. You got to introduce it to them. Stop acting like a naysayer. The Bible says for you, your children, your children's children, as many as the Lord God shall call, the Holy Ghost, the promise. Is that what it says? Amen. I'm soon to close. Well. Ah. Hey, shake. Hey, y'all, see? Yes, now. Go to Luke chapter 24. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, yes, Lord. Come on, my mama, see. Yes, Lord. Mm. And this is Jesus talking, y'all. Somebody said, Jesus talking. Jesus talking. Luke. 24, Amen. 49, Amen. and Jesus said, and behold, I sinned. Is that in your Bible? Yes, and, and Jesus said, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. Yeah. Wait a minute. He said all throughout, he says, it's the father that has promised this. God promised it. And everybody want to say, that's just them Pentecostal folk. That's just them holy folk. Them, they used to call holy rollers. I ain't care what they call me. Amen. I knew it was real. Amen. I knew the Holy Ghost was real. Yeah. I said, I knew the Holy Ghost was real. And I'm, I'm sitting up, and I'm watching these ministers on TV. But see, after you to grow, and you 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 eat the word, and eat the word, your eyes become enlightened. The Bible said that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. The only way we can be enlightened and illuminated is through the word of God. Yes. And so I'm sitting there looking at him, and I'm saying, Lord, what is wrong? This man got up there, and he was just talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Didn't bring out one scripture. Ooh. See, this is where you're headed. This is where they're headed. This is where they're trying to take you. No scripture. Just talk it out. Just get you all hyped. Woo! Just, just uh, uh, get you all feeling good. No power. No power. And then he made a mistake and said this. He said, well, church is just like Disneyland. I turned to him. I said, oh, and it's time to go again. He said, church is just like Disneyland. You just come to have fun. I said, what is you saying, man? And the place was just as dead as a donut. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I know when the people walk out that door, just as dead as it was in there, they taking all that dead with them. Because church is not Disneyland. You can go to Disneyland if you want to. That's fine. But church is not Disneyland. He was talking about crazy stuff. But they leaving the word of God. And the people are conforming to it. They like it. 
You know why they like it? Because it doesn't ask anything of them. I can come as I am, go back as I am, do what I want to do. No conviction. But it's sad. And the Bible says hell hath enlarged itself. Why? Because a fool says there is no God. There is no God. There is no Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Maybe you don't want to do it in front of everybody. But I plead with you. Get you a quiet place. Whatever. Get the Holy Ghost where he's overflowing. Where he's where your cup is running. Don't be ashamed. Get you get find you a shameless place then. I plead with you. I plead with you. Get you a shameless place then. Let it overflow. When you begin to feel God, man, when the tears roll, let them roll. Because in the presence of God, tears gonna fall. I don't care if you're male or female. Jerry, my, what they say, this one done in a corner? Shakata. Yeah, yeah, I see. Oh, because you're going to need power. 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 He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be what? Endured with power from on high. The promise. The promise of the Holy Ghost. The promise of the Spirit of the Lord. How does he come? Jesus sends the Holy Ghost. Did y'all hear me? Jesus sends the Holy Ghost. You want the Holy Ghost, you got to go through Jesus. So see, they think, oh, see, there you go. That's that Jesus only. But see what they didn't understand. See, we say a lot of things without understanding. Well, the reason why we were Jesus only and we still Jesus only is because everything comes through Jesus. God is not going to honor anything but Jesus. Why? Because of the blood. See, they're trying to sell you a bloodless religion. But the covenant that Jesus Christ cut, it was cut with blood. You say, what covenant? Well, he told the disciples at communion. He says, this is the new covenant in my blood that is shed for many for the remission of sin. Remember? It was cut with blood. Oh, yes. Yeah. A lot of the older saints have gone home to be with the Lord. And so you better be careful. We got to raise up a whole new generation. And and my task is to help raise up that next generation as well before I go home. There cannot be, as Jesus said, no prophet in the land that's proclaiming the word of God. Not your own saying, not what you done wrote down, not what you done come up with. The Holy Ghost got to give it. See, I am a prophet in the sense of I preach the word of God, which is prophetic. 
I preach you the prophecies of God's word. I don't stand up and say, oh, thus said the Lord, I think there's going to be an earthquake over there and da-da-da-da-da-da. No. I open the Bible and the Holy Spirit leads me to the prophetic words and prophecies in the Bible and then I share the prophecies with you. Amen. Just like in Joel, that is a twofold prophecy. Israel shall receive the Holy Ghost. Those that are going through that great tribulation. And if you study it, and if you stay here long enough, you will come to find out that the reason for the great tribulation is to punish all sinners who have rejected Jesus Christ as their Lamb of God and also to open the eyes of the Jewish people. Amen. It's something else I found out too. Russia is in the Bible. Yeah. And it's hidden secretly within the words of Ezekiel. And over and over, God tells Russia, I am going to put a hook in your jaw. And my glory going to be seen in the world against you so that people will know I'm God. I jumped up from reading. I jumped up. You know why? Those are the same words he told Pharaoh. Them, that's the same thing he told Pharaoh. Yes, Jesus. So Putin running now. He's shooting folks in the head now. But oh, when God get ready, somebody said, when God get ready, he's going to fulfill, gonna fulfill all, the all the prophecies that are against, that are against Gog, Gog and Magog. And Magog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. We would be a fool to think all the prophecies in the Old Testament Nearly all the prophecies in the Old Testament concerning Jesus Christ have been fulfilled. We would be a fool not to think that the New Testament prophecies are not going to be fulfilled. The Old Testament spoke of Jesus Christ and him only. All the feasts, the calendar of God spoke of Jesus Christ. And what did he do? He came on the scene and fulfilled every last one of them except for the last three. Amen. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Tabernacle. Yeah. Oh, God, I thought I was going to preach this next time. I got to get out of here. <laughs> preach it. Teach it. All right. Rosh Hashanah deals with the trumpet. Okay, we're waiting on that. That's the rapture. Yom Kippur, though, deals with atonement. We already got that. That's for the Jews. Uh, Tabernacles deal with the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, his 1,000-year reign. Yeah. I may as well go and give you the key. I was trying to hold it. You know what I'm saying? I be trying to come in here with the, bam, the word of God. <laughs> if Jesus Christ had not fulfilled the first three, we couldn't participate in the last. If he hadn't given us the eight-day Sabbath rest where we became pleasing to God, not of works, lest any man should boast, for by grace are we saved. If he hadn't became the Passover lamb where the blood was shed, come on now, come on. If we hadn't received the Holy Spirit, hmm, when the trumpet blows, we wouldn't be ready. We wouldn't already have our atonement, and we wouldn't be able to reign with him in the millennium reign. Study, and we're gonna. If you, if you just come, if you come, 
if you come, see, I'm not coming to your house and preach for you. <laughs> no, you need to come on down to 411 South Broad Street. God has given us Minister Ralph the second to beautify his house so you can come into a clean environment, a beautiful cave environment to hear the word of God. I'm not coming to your house and stand in front of your house. Just said the Lord. No, I'll meet you here. Don't meet me here. Beat me here. We ready. We ready. If you stay in the word, if you stay under 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 the word, you ready for the trumpet to blow. What you talking about? The rapture. You already got your atonement. That's for the Jewish people who will not accept Jesus Christ now in peacetime. And that's why they're going to fall for the Antichrist. Because they're going to think he God. They're going to think he God. And then the millennium reign of Christ. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. Christ going to set up his kingdom here on the earth for 1,000 years. You know what's going to happen? Jews are going to be getting saved. I don't know if y'all remember this. I'm going to close. Long time ago, long time ago, I told y'all, God had allowed me to find the tabernacle in the Bible. Thing blessed me so because I thought it was, listen, listen, I'm just reading. I said, oh, my God, is this the heavenly Jerusalem? Well, it is. Because you remember I told you, I'm going to see if this will help you remember. I told you, I said, God even showed me where if you don't, if you're not going to do your works right, then you're going to be cleaning the bathroom. You're going to be sweeping the floor. Well, I found out that's not in the eternal kingdom. That's in the millennium kingdom. He's putting it together for me, and it's blowing my mind. He led me into deeper water, and it's blowing my mind. And so I'm trying to be all right when I get persecuted. I'm really trying not to call and say, ah, ah. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be good, Courtney. Because I understand the devil persecuted me because of the word I'm getting, because of the revelations I'm getting. That's why Paul had to throw it in the flesh. He said, because of my revelations that I get, because of the walk I got with God. So I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to swallow and say, okay, God, you gave me another revelation. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all, it's all real. You, none of us in here should be left behind. If you left behind when the trumpet blow, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Amen. If wait, listen to me. If you left behind to go through the great tribulation, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Because see, the great tribulation is not for the Christian. Amen. It's not for us. It's for all sinners, backsliders who won't, won't come back to God. It's for those who have rejected Jesus Christ. And did y'all know there are people that hate God? Amen. I didn't know that. That's, and God told me, he said, that's evil, Ann. He said, those kind of people I'm going to have to destroy because they're trying to kill me. I say, what? Are they crazy? How do you kill a spirit? But see, they don't know that. But there are people, they don't know that. They hate God. 
They call them haters of the gospel, haters of the cross, the naysayers. They hate God. They're going to be in that great tribulation as well. Oh, yes, you're right. I'm going to say this, and I got to go. But do you remember Nimrod, who built the Tower of Babel? You remember I shared with you that little piece of information that the reason why he gathered all of those people together to build the Tower of Babel was because he hated God. And he told the people, he said, just in case if God want to bring another flood to kill our people, he won't be able to reach us. That's an evil person. That's a hater of God. Nimrod said, we're going to build this tower and we're going to escape God's judgment. And we're going to do what we want to do. Live like we want to live. You know, you got people that hate God. That's why Nimrod built that tower. When he said we're going to make a name for ourselves, the name was going to be this. Ha, 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 God. You sent another flood. It won't get us. That's the name he was going to have. The name that he was going to have was we escaped the judgment of God. See there? We smarter than God. You got folks still in the world like that. They hate God. They're always trying to find them a way around God, around his word, around his word. Haters. And God told me, he said, they're going to be in the tribulation as well. Those are the people you read about where the Bible says the scorpions stunned them, stung them. The, 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 The hell burnt them. And they curse God. And the Bible said, and they still wouldn't repent of their sin. Because when I read that, I said, well, God, after all that, you still want them to repent. He says, I'm doing it. I'm allowing it to cause them to repent. But instead, the Bible said, it's written just like that. It says they cursed God and would not repent. You ain't seen no evil. You think that? No, there's evil to come. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. That's your session for today at the conference center.